Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Hey, listeners, good morning. It's Jamie here. I get to take the lead on today's topic. Yay, fun. Um, Today, we're going to be kind of doing a a twofer, if you will. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Um, So it's just me and Hillary. So, you know, that's going to be fun and deep and maybe long. I don't know. We'll see. Ooh, oh my. (laughs) Yeah. Innuendos are thick. Um, But um, so we've had a couple of listener questions about like reading for yourself in general, um, as well as the actual book um, by Mary Kay Greer, one of our favorites, um, Tarot Tarot for Yourself. So we thought we'd kind of do a hodgepodge, funky little um, episode talking about both the book and um, about reading for yourself and how like the two maybe overlap and and kind of cross mm-hmm. and and give some tips, you know, give our usual fun, you know, story times and and tips and tricks for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean like what I like about this episode even though we haven't recorded it yet and we're recording it now. Like I just have that feeling it's going to be one of those snarky episodes Mm -hmm. um but it also has the potential to be an episode that might entice people that are non-tarot readers because I get this question all the time like oh do you get messages for yourself and it's just like oh does the tarot come for you and it's just like all the fucking time like damn it even when I don't want it to come for me it'll come for me I just actually just happened this morning so (laughs) we kind of like ditch the original plan for what we were going to record today and went with this one and those are always my end up being my favorite episodes yeah so so yeah i mean obviously as you can tell from hillary's premonition we have kind of talked about this a little bit before we hit that good old-fashioned record button um but the image that i get in my head after you said does the tarot come for you it's like this big giant pack of tarot cards in the middle of the (laughs) night running after hillary and she's like no I don't want to know or stop this. But it's, very it's Allison, true. It's like an Alice in Wonderland kind of image yep. that I get, you know, like when uh, she's in the court of the Red Queen and all the like the playing the cards, cards are, are like flopping over little her. guards coming after her. Yeah. And it's just like, yep, yep. 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 Just imagine those yep. as tarot cards and you've got the visual. Yep. Panda, if you're listening, we need art of both Hillary and I running from the, you know, the tarot <laughs> cards that are coming with us. Please, I need this. But um, so to kind of pull us back a little bit, you know, yeah, I mean, you never know when the cards are going to come to you, you know, or come for you. Come like, to you, you and come for yeah, you. <laughs> come for, yeah, I mean, like, you know, um, a lot of people online and in the past, because it was one of the, you know, one of the only books, at least for me in Colorado, growing up in the mid 80s, that I truly remember constantly seeing on a shelf was Mary's Tarot for Yourself. Now, mm-hmm. the original, um, I'm kind of, she's had other books published now that they've renamed the set, but the original set series, she had three books in this kind of series, Tarot for Yourself tarot mirrors and tarot constellations and tarot for yourself has gone um it's now in its third printing they have not changed the name of that book they've changed the cover the way it looks 
But that book is is seminal. It's like Rachel Pollock, 78 Degrees of Wisdom. So mm-hmm. it might have a few tweaks, a few new forewords, et cetera, et cetera. But for the most part, that book has not changed from when it was, you know, written. And I've had, I've got all, well, I've had the first um, edition, but then I sold it back to Powell's, but I've got the second and third editions. And let me tell you, you know, that, that inspired me to write my book. I got maybe halfway through chapter one and chapter two, and I, I put it down and went, I can do more with tarot. And then I started experimenting. However, I went back with um, one of my besties, Rose Red, when I was recording Tarot Visions, and we wanted to do a chapter-by-chapter episode, kind of like read-along with people. And Hillary is kind of shaking her head and like, not really cringing. Yeah, no, cringing cringing would be a good good description of my face right now, because I've, I've heard the story in details. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say some of the details here, but um, we we thought, you know, like she had never written it or read it, written it. She has, she never, um, the first edition was actually like a workbook. You can write in it. But we decided to take on the, this was right after the third edition came out. So we decided, yeah, let's, let's do chapter by chapter, read along with people. And I was making um, worksheets and stuff and that stuff you can find, um, we'll put in the show notes for the Tarot Visions podcast too, is our, you know, sister podcast. And so that you can listen back to those days of me with somebody else. And we, we you know, it was going good. We were like, chat, you know, Hillary's just like, oh boy, here it comes. You with yeah. somebody else. Yes. Oh. I know. You know, I mean, you know, a lot of us, you know, go into tarot, you know, yeah, we think about reading for others. But at first we're like, how do we read these things? And, you know, so it does start with tarot, reading tarot for yourself in some regard. Yeah. Yeah, you're your own best person to read for, you know, especially if you don't have any willing guinea pigs. But I've never found a lack of guinea pigs, shall we say? I feel like there's an abun there was an abundance which bordered on manic uh, overwhelm. (laughs) Yeah, manic. (laughs) Manic. Like for me, like, yeah, so I I had the opposite, but we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so you know, we're reading, doing the chapter by chapter thing. It was fun. I was having fun creating all these, you know, worksheets and stuff. And you know, yeah, sure, it you know marries the one that um, all of us talk about, like the birth cards, and we'll link the birth cards episode, you know, down below. However, <laughs> we keep going, and at, at one point, I mean, the book's not all about the birth cards. There are other things, like she talks about, um, like reading for relationships uh doing a uh co- like one of the uh, i've got my notes up here the uh composite relationship which is a celtic cross uh where you kind of do a reading you lay out 10 cards but you do it from the perspective of the two people in their relationship so of course because this was i think just about the time that covid was hitting or something i was you know of course doing nothing but just hanging with Kendra. So here's me, you know, reading some of the stuff. Like there's uh, exercises about inner masculine and feminine. However, like uh, I believe the last chapter I've got here is uh, from chapter eight because chapter nine started talking about what to do with negative feelings in relationships or a situation that you had that you just... You couldn't be kind 
or something like that. And when I when when we both read that, we we got together and we went, uh, no, <laughs> you know, I was just like, <laughs> for the sake of the podcast and our own personal relationships outside of the podcast, we should probably stop right here. <laughs> yeah, and I am. And babe, I love you. And it's not necessarily, you know, I'll say this to Kendra and everybody can, you know, talk along. You know, yeah, there was a situation at the time when this came up in chapter nine that I was like, I, it, it, it had to have been, it had to have been the exercise that I picked, but it was mm-hmm. not something I wanted to share with the world. And I'm still kind of not ready to share with the world, you know, but it was one of those things like, how do you work through a situation that weighs heavily on you? type of a thing and I was like uh that's when I stopped we stopped doing the chapters because I was like you know this actually went deeper than what Rose and I thought about and Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of Mary's work and and the interesting thing of reading for yourself in the depth that it can provide people are just like oh I'll just flip over a card or I'll just do a Celtic cross. Oh, look at this tarot stuff. It's fun. Yeah, oh it's my God, good. This is so fun. Oh my God, you're so cute with your cards. Oh my God. And then, <laughs> and then, and then you get, <laughs> and then they chase dive. you. Yeah. And then they fucking chase you around the house, you know, 10 foot cards with teeth, you know, they come for you. <laughs> yes. I, I, I love that. I, that has to be title of this i don't know but when yeah, the tarot the, comes for you yeah when the tarot yeah. comes for you but you know it, in, in this stuff tells like again we've had some listener questions about reading tar- uh tarot for yourself and how you know people are like this book is huge physically it's not that big you know it's actually you know like it compared to benabel wen's holistic tarot holistic tarot it's it's the tiny. brick yeah the brick <laughs> that t- took me six months to read cover to cover which she recommends you do not do don't it, yeah. yeah don't <laughs> i did because i wanted to see how long i could but it's i mean yeah i can see it being a, a you know it feels bigger than it actually looks it's like oh yeah, yeah. it's about 200 pages yeah no problem i can get through this it's easily. deceptive it's deceptively it thin for all of the things that you yeah. might go through when you're using those exercises. Oh my God, all the exercises, all the readings. It's like we we only, Rose and I recorded a chapter a month because it took us that long. And as you get deeper, you know, you go down that rabbit hole in her book and like you, sometimes you didn't kind of want to start on the first of the month. You know, it's like I'd read it on the first and I'm like, okay, this is going to take me, you know, great, get my beer, get my courage juice. I mean, I don't drink, but you know, you get the courage juice and you like have to psych yourself up because it is so deep. Sad mm-hmm. that there's no Cliff Notes book um, guide to it. However, there is, like I said, up to chapter nine, you can, you know, try the read along that Rose and I did. Um, I don't know many people that have actually read it to cover to cover or read it cover to cover and have done the, um, the, the, um, the exercises, you know, like I said, I, I've tried reading it twice, you know, I, I tried reading it twice and I got up to chapter nine. So Mm. I, I know people that have done like Facebook groups and other things to do reading. So that way you do kind of get hand, you know, some help, but you need to find a trusted circle of people that are willing to go through this if you're willing to yeah. discuss the, the 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 material because it does get deep yeah yeah and actually the the impetus for this recording of this 
particular episode was um, a technique that I'm going to be doing. And by the way, it is the first of the month that we're recording this. So rabbit, like, rabbit, 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 <laughs> rabbit. Um, I am doing a deep dive of the alchemical tarot by Robert M. Place uh, this particular month. I mean, like when this episode is released, you know, it's probably going to be long in the past and I'm on to the next silly thing. Um, but this is probably the reason why I'm willing to speak so candidly about this because by the time this episode comes out the the situation will probably have resolved so you know it'll be like oh remember remember how you were so worried about that situation hillary and it's just like oh okay yeah you're so cute that's the hope that's the hope um so we're doing this deep dive and it was suggested um by my mentee benevolent corvus aka sophia um and she's so good God, she's guys. so so just good and, and she's my mind probably away. gonna absolutely faint that i'm mentioning her on the the podcast again we love um, you sophie okay. you're we incredible you, sophia. Yeah. um you. so we're doing this like in tandem deep dive of the alchemical tarot because we were going through um the decks that we have in common basically in our tarot deck library um and you can feel free to do this kind of deep dive with any deck that you're trying to work with um, but it's a, it's a way of working with the tarot that I don't really do. So I'm like willing, you know, I'm willing to do it. Um, and of course, on the very first day, the cards call me out. Um, and I was trying to do, I was trying to do a general reading, but originally I was going to do a very specific reading because like, we're going through a move right now. Um, We're looking for a new place to live, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And it's, it's a lot, (laughs) it's a lot. And so I was going to ask about that and use the, uh, I think the lover's card, which I really consider as a crossroads kind of card um, as my focus card, my middle card. And then you would, um, you would turn back over the deck and shuffle and then pull randomly or as random as tarot seldom is um, to the left and the right of that major arcana focus card. So basically you're choosing the middle card intentionally based on the question that you're asking. Um, and it, it has to, like people, people were asking us um, when we did a live stream about this, like, oh, does it have to be a major arcana card? Do you have to choose the focus? And it's just like, I would recommend doing it the way Sophia's describing um, before you go off the reservation with it, because otherwise you might be missing out on potential lessons or the potential, you know, the potential of this particular technique, basically. So I was just like, I would recommend it doing the way that we suggest first and, you know, over the next month. It is just like, that doesn't mean that you're married to doing it this way forever and ever. Amen. It just means over the next month, this is how you're going to be working with your cards in order to do the deep dive. But anyway, so I was going to choose a crossword, crossroads type of card, like the lovers as the focus, and then like basically read on my personal situation. But then I was just like, oh, well, most of the time when I'm posting my readings to social media, to the internet, to the public, I'm trying to do a very generalized reading so that I'm giving something back to the community. And so I use the focus card as the fool. And basically it was just like, you know, what do we most need to know for today? You know, trying to keep it more open-ended and in that kind of like 
space of newness or new deck, I chose the fool as the focus. And the cards that ended up coming up were about like, you're stalling on making an important emotional decision. And I'm just like, well, fuck. Because <laughs> I knew exactly what it was referring to. And um, and I was just like, well, I tried. I tried to do a general reading and the cards were not having it today. So it's just like, that's what I'm going to post now. And it's just like, okay, if I'm stalling on a, making an emotional decision, maybe there's somebody else out there that reads my cards or my readings that also needs to hear this message. So let me go ahead. But a lot of people have said to me, I love when the cards come for you. And I'm just like, thanks, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's funny because it's like, you know, as readers, especially like when we podcast or video cast or, you know, do those small daily, you know, Twitter reads or, you know, audio reads, you know, however we get that information out. We want, you know, and even even on this podcast, we say it's all about your client. It's all about that other, unless you're the client, you know. And so we try and do public things where we do a general read for our public or we, you know, like when we do our listener questions, you know, we get permission to use their name or we, you know, do a compilation person or like how we're doing in this episode. So it's really strange when, you know, we we try and come up with that material for ourselves to talk about on a podcast or something and it's using us and we're like crap I gotta talk about myself but it's funny because people do like seeing that they they go I think in some ways it shows how real tarot gets and it it breaks down the ice for people it's like oh Hillary has the same problem I have with moving or you know or procrastination or look Jamie's just as weird as I would be about wanting to talk about you know certain uh drama in her life or something you know and it's it's it takes a lot of courage to open up and again you know this you know especially like with Mary's book it takes courage to be honest with yourself to look at your dark sides, to do these exercises, to not beat yourself over the head for those moments you've chosen, you know, or that you're in. And, um, and if you're doing it with a group, again, you know, to find those trusted people that you can actually, you know, truly, I mean, because when, to me, you get the most out of anything when you're honest, when you are vulnerable, but -hmm. it's hard to be vulnerable around, you know, in public, you know, you know, we have ethics laws of, you know, not being naked for a reason, you know, but when we're vulnerable, we feel like we are naked in public. Right. Right. I mean, like I know in a past episode, I'm like, I'm just hearing Melissa's voice in my head. Yeah. <laughs> There's a difference between being naked and being naked. Yes. <laughs> there very much is. N-E-N-E-K-K-I-D. Naked. Naked. <laughs> Which is how I prefer to spell it because it's more fun. Yes. But yeah, it's, you know, anytime you, you know, go to tarot, either as a sitter or a reader, you know, tarot does come for you. I mean, both of us can, or all of us, you know, if we include Melissa, can talk about things where when I've done um, event readings, that, you know, there's always been that moment where I lay down cards for a client and my brain's like, Jamie, this is for you. And I'm like, yes. 
And then, yeah. And then you sit there and you're like, okay, this relates to the clients. Let's talk about them first. And then I will mentally note this or take a photo of it when they, when they're gone and then relate it back to me. A lot of the times, you know, I mean, that happens or I've gotten together with the other readers in the group where we don't discuss the personal stuff, but we'll be like, okay, what cards did you get over and over in your readings? Because in event situations that are longer than an hour, or even sometimes in that hour, you'll see certain cards coming up over and over. And this is after you shuffle. Like I shuffle three times before a reading and then I fan the cards out. And then when my sitter comes, I'll shuffle and then I'll, you know, pick it all up and then I'll shuffle three more, you know, again, before the next sitter. So yeah. you're constantly you're shuffling, shuffling all night. You're shuffling all night or all day or however long the event is. You just keep on shuffling. Or I don't know who who I've heard this from, but a lot of people talk about it. They talk about seasoning. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm seasoning my deck. And it's just like, you mean you're you're shuffling? Yeah. And it's like, no, no, I'm seasoning it. Because sometimes it's a little bit of like a comfort gesture mm-hmm. for readers. It's just like sitting and shuffling a deck, you know? But they yeah, call I it can seasoning. See that. And I'm just like... It's just like, it's not a spice, but okay, whatever. I get it though, because sometimes, you know, when I'm in like, you know, public events where, you know, somebody can step into the booth or it's like, you know, you're there and you're smiling and you're like, hey, you want a reading type of thing? I'll shuffle and then I'll flip over three cards and I'll just kind of sit there with that, you know, pondering look, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'll pick them up and I'll, you know, shuffle again. And then I'll just kind of do that a couple of times when people come by to show them, you know, kind of tease the images. Yeah. But and yet, though, even though we're constantly shuffling or seasoning, I kind of like that, you know, make the pot juicy, so to speak. You know, you get (laughs) cards that show up the same fucking card. You know, sometimes I've had it happen two or three times in a row and I'm like, okay, so, you know, when I get back together with these, you know, with our friends or something or like Hillary, if Hillary and I ever did something, we'd be like, okay, what, what were the theme cards for you tonight? And then we'd start talking about like, oh, well, I got the Knight of Swords all, you know, constantly. How about you? And they, you know, we'd start building a night reading out of that, you know, out of the the more popular cards. Mm, that, I love that idea, especially if you're doing a larger event that requires more than one reader. Yeah. Um, which I've had to explain to people. Like, it's just like, how many people are you expecting for this public event? Oh, okay. You might need more than just me. Yeah. If people, if you know that your particular company are are very open to readings and you know that the majority of them will want readings, you know, and you want to make sure that everyone gets, gets a reading, like, you might need more than one person. Like there, there's a, such a thing as ratios. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the, like the biggest one I've ever done <laughs> was I think three of us for a tech company here where I live. And there's like between three to 500 people. And now granted, you're not going to read for three to 500 people, you know, just you, but you gotta, you know, it's that it's the promise. Like when Hillary says, oh, you've got a public event, public means like potentially 8 billion people, you know, one person can't do that. But yeah, we, we were nonstop. I don't think any of us really, you know, stood up or something. I had people bringing me water, you know, like when they'd be done, they're like, what do you need? I'm like, get me another glass of water. So we had, you know, people helping us, but when I'm, when I'm there for reading, I'm there for readings. You know, it's like, yeah, I'll get up and go to the bathroom when my body needs it, but I'm there to read. 
And I want to make sure that we can get, you know, again, depending on how many readers are there, you know, I want to be able to get through everyone that wants it because, you know, it, it takes a while for people to get into it. You know, you get, you get the looky lose. <laughs> but the moment, you know, those first like five people or so come in and get readings, they're like, oh my God, you got to do this. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, everyone... the word starts to, the word starts to spread for those brave few that try it out first. And then, yeah. and then you start to, and then you're busy for the rest of the night or however long the event is like that literally happened to me the other month when I was doing readings at a, at a brewery, um, which is really awesome. Like, I love that. Like, by the way, like breweries, contact me. I love to do yeah. events at breweries. Um, it is. It's <laughs> but fun. like, that's what happened. Like, I would rather be like, if you're booking me and you booking me for like corporate flat rate or whatever, like I got paid either way. Like I'm getting paid to sit there and shuffle my cards and not read for people. So it's just like, but I'd rather be busy. I'd rather be reading for people. So like, you know, <laughs> but I get paid either way. So. Um, but not if I'm doing a public event. <laughs> if I'm doing a public event, it's just like, come to me, my pretty. Um, come to butthead. <laughs> to butt. You're not a butt. Yeah, I mean, we, we know the reference, you know, or at least the Gen Xers and maybe right. some come uh, to come elder to millennials will know this. But yeah, you know, Hillary is not calling herself a butthead. Um, right. Um, but I love, I love that what you were saying about like knowing, like, up up to the microphone, Jamie, this reading is for you. And, you know, we have had past episodes where we talk about sacred amnesia and that we really don't remember the readings that we mm -hmm. give to other people because, you know, that's not our information. But there, this happens on occasion where it's just like you're reading for somebody else, but you're also, you also end up getting messages for yourself. And in those cases, you will like, I don't know what it is about the brain or psychic stuff or intuition, mm -hmm. but like, I remember those readings because those readings were for me too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and it's a, you know, it's a fantastic thing. I mean, like, you know, I mean, practicing mindfulness, right? Practicing the sacred amnesia. Um, when you're a beginner, mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of us will say, right, you know, get permission from your sitters, but write, you know, if you can get to have them, you know, write down their question and then write down the spread and the information for review later, you know, mm -hmm. so you can kind of review and learn, you know, it's kind of homework in a way. Yeah. And I've got friends that have done that a lot. I mean, I used to do that, you know, when I was learning. But at some point, that sacred amnesia kicks in where you're like, okay, I, I don't want to take on my client's stuff, you know? Right. I, I, I don't want to keep that psychic weight to me. So you just kind of like cycle through it or like, you know, it's like the drain thing where you just become the water and it just all flows in the drain. But right. yeah, there right. are those moments where it's, I mean, it's hard to actually explain when it happens because I know people are like, well, how will you know? Sometimes you don't know. But your mind, you don't know for sure. Yeah, but but for some reason you're looking at the the reading and something inside of you, whether it's your brain, whether it's intuition, whether it's a, a spirit guide or um, some other divine uh, critter that you work with, says, uh, you know, take note. This is for you as well. You know that thing you've been chewing on two hours ago before you sat down. Here, here's your answer, you know, or it's yeah. just, you know, you just, you suddenly go, oh, this isn't just for them. It's for me. 
Right. And, or and, it could be it could be partial as well. Yeah. It doesn't have the whole reading might not apply to you, but some of the reading might apply to you. Or um, you you see a particular card come up and it's for the client, but also it happens to be one of like your cards or one of your not necessarily significator. I don't want to call it a significator um, because I feel like it's something both more and less at times. <laughs> but like. I, I have my little tarot shorthand for certain cards and it's just like, oh, that's talking about your ex, you know, mm-hmm. oh, that's talking about the situation again, like what you were like that situation that you're chewing on two hours ago. And it's just like, hey, remember when you pulled the page of swords and it was like a very offhand thing. And it's just like now it's coming up again in this particular reading for this person. That's also for you, too. So it it is very gray area sometimes, which my Aries brain does not like. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's not how life works. Uh, I would like things to be black and white, please, but it, it it's not. Um, so we are kind of discussing that, that gray area mm-hmm. of tarot readings where it's just like, is the message for you or is the message for the other person? Like, how will I know? I need a, st- I need step-by-step instructions, card slingers. Well, you're not going to get that here because it's a very individual yes. thing. And there is no manual. I mean, there's some manuals like, you know, Tarot for herself can be seen as a manual. However, Ooh, um, Courtney and Courtney Weber's oh, yeah. book, Tarot, Tarot yeah. for One, awesome. excellent, yeah. excellent book. A lot of exercises to kind of get yourself in that objective headspace so that you can read for yourself like you would read for somebody else. But yes. go on. Um, but yeah, yeah, there, there's there's some manuals, aka books, aka, you know, um other friends that you can get to, you know, like us, you know, obviously we're willing to share whatever, you know, so you can kind of get ideas of how others deal with this. However, with your practice, whether it's reading for yourself or reading for others, or you know, becoming a a professional, you know, ethical reader. You know, whatever, however you define that as, you have to, you know, find your own code of ethics, how to deal with the, navigate these gray spaces that Hillary hates and, you know, <laughs> wants to cry and deal black and white. But I don't hate I think, them per se. I just don't, I, I would prefer them not to exist. But <laughs> yeah, hello, people. They're not you. You know, they were exist. Yeah, no. But yeah. Um, again, you know, we all have to deal with this. We all have to deal with our own variants of gray space or, you know, gray readings or gray ethics. You know, in some cases, I, I, I'm i the experimenter. I'm like, you know, if you've never done a reading, you know, that that touches upon this gray thing. But let, let's use health. If you've never done a health reading, the next time you get one, give it a shot. You know, see what comes out of it. You know, I mean, a lot of us will do things like I am not a doctor or a lawyer, so I can't legally give you this information about diagnosis or blah, blah, blah. But, you know, again, like, which is true. It's which true. Is true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but some people will flat out say, nope, I'm not talking health. But like yeah. a wise woman told me once, a.k.a. Teresa Reed, that, you know, if they're coming to you, they're coming to you because maybe they've exhausted all the Western medical and maybe Eastern medical professions. They, they they are looking to you to provide an alternative answer. And it's kind of cool some of the health readings I've done for people where I've, you know, got their permission. You know, when they come to me and I say, can we just play? Can we just think about this? You know, and I will ask them what diagnosis or what, you know, things they've done. Just like a, a normal doctor would just because 
I want to know what they've ruled out first so that mm. we can see what the cards have to say about, you know, the extension of it. At least that's how I handle the the, ter- the um, health readings. Yeah, I mean, like I've had health readings before and I'm I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say I'm not going to read. Like, it really is a case by case decision. And again, like, remember, like, you are the reader, like you get to choose what you read on and what you don't read on and what you can specialize or become an expert in or what you don't like. It's totally it is totally up to you. But with health readings, like I've gotten more and more comfortable with them because I have done the the premise or the, you know, the, (laughs) for entertainment purposes only, you know, I am not a doctor, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But I've also said, let's see, you know, like, let's Mm -hmm. like, like that willing to that willingness to experiment, that willingness to try, I think can, can really help that, you know, underlying, you know, belief system basically it's just like i'm willing to try i'm willing to like take a look i'm willing to pull a couple of cards um the and i might not have the language like because i'm not a doctor because i'm not a medical professional so the language that i speak when i do like health readings it's going to be different but i'm going to be like and i'm going to see different things like the same cards could come up and Jamie and I are going to give a very different reading. And that's yep. just the truth. Like for some reason for wands for me, I think of the cardiovascular. I think of blood. I think of warmth. I think of, you know, um, uh, blood pressure. Those are the kind of things that I think of when I see the wand suit in a health reading. Now, your mileage may vary because right. you might not see those those things in that particular, you know, deck that you're using, whatever. Um but I acknowledge that I am not a medical professional and I'm not going to have the terminology that you may expect, but as long as it makes sense to you, that's, that's what matters. You know, it's just like, I'm going to always check in with my client and be like, does that make sense to you? Or just like examine this, do this. And it's just like, and I will also say like, tarot is a language of symbols. So if I don't have the right vocabulary, to address this, like I'm going to try and use this shorthand and try and communicate this to you in such a way that you understand what I'm saying so that you can go back to your medical professionals and be like, can we try X, X, Y, and Z? Um, the, the readings that really made me uncomfortable, (laughs) but I've tried them and they work. I really don't like mediumship readings and because they, because they freak me out, but you know, certain times of the year <laughs> yeah it becomes it becomes a, like a popular request around halloween and i can understand it and so then i will just like you know like just so you know i do know some mediums that specialize in this i don't consider myself a medium but again we'll try and every single time i have a crying person in front of me in a good way, in a good way. I think we've said on past episodes, like, we want to make you cry. <laughs> well, <laughs> because we know depends. that not, it depends. It depends on the reading. But if it's yeah. just like, but if someone's crying in front of you and it's a very cathartic reading, then like we've we've kind of done our job. And this is part of the reason where I try and pack a, like a box of tissues when I go to events or when I go to read for somebody. But um but the the mediumship readings, those are the ones that make me deeply, deeply uncomfortable. And it's not because I can't do them. It's because I can. And that freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> I, I haven't really played around with enough mediumship readings. You know, 
because I either haven't had enough, you know, quote unquote, guinea pigs or or something or just enough, you know, time. But Lettermon, just using Lettermon scares me the fuck out. And I don't offer it because of it. But um, I will, you know, like every single fucking time I've read with the cards, they've it's come to pass. It's it's you know, it's like the Ouija board for me, you know, like how everybody's like, you know don't do this. It's spooky. You know, everything will happen and stuff. And I, I, I shit, you know, like Lenormand, I, I spent a weekend at Newt's one year taking all the Lenormand classes because I wanted to, you know, hone in those skills and stuff. Cause it's one of those systems where you know it until you start thinking about it. It's like Kabbalah to me, you know, it's like, you know, uh-huh. it, but the moment you start pontificating about it, you're like, wait, I'm wrong. <laughs> And yeah. Lenormand's kind of yeah. like that for me. However, every time I read it, it's like, because you read it kind of matter-of-factly, and which is another reason why I don't offer it is because I, you know, I don't feel like a a sentence or a, okay, here's what's going on, done, is, you know, worth 50 bucks or something. I don't know. Maybe it is for others. You can all weigh in. But yeah. everything I've ever yeah. said comes true, and I'm just like, fuck. I rarely touch my my decks because of that, my, my Lenormand decks. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there are some people that 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 particular system doesn't work for them. Like, I know Teresa has like, an okay, I wouldn't say it's an aversion, but it's just like she's had an experience where like every single Lenormand reading that she's tried to do or people have done for her has been absolutely 100% wrong and Mm -hmm. negative. Like first and, and, you know, I think. I think back to the time where I think Liz said something about runes, where there was a runes reader and she was like, oh, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try out runes, see if runes mm-hmm. is for me. And like, apparently the rune for like, no, came up for her <laughs> three times. And her friend was just like, not you, <laughs> you yeah. know, and just like taking the the runes bag away from her. So it's just mm-hmm. like, it could be a matter of that, where that particular divination system does not speak to your soul. And that's totally fine too. Yeah. I mean, I, I did a deep dive on runes um, in 2020. You know, I, I had a friend um, who had a couple of their friends and the three of them did a class and we, you know, we, the class people learned, you know, runes. And I was like, you know, this is not a divination set for me. This is more of a language, uh, you know, like a magical sigil language. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. I'm glad I took that because when I wrote the runic tarot, like, you know, I had the knowledge you know, of how to kind of, you know, extrapolate a, you know, rune for tarot readers and vice versa. You know, I knew enough mm-hmm. about, you know, that system where I could kind of feel comfortable enough crossing and doing all that stuff that I did for that, you know, deck. But again, you know, tarot comes for you in various ways. You know, you're either like Hillary, you know, who gave her mom a a, a deck for her birthday, you know, and then her mom's like, here, you read it, <laughs> you know. The birth of a tarot reader. Yeah. Right there. Yep. Or, you know, you you are a seasoned reader and yet you're still getting other people's, you know, readings that are still for you. You know, tarot, when tarot comes for you, you know, we listen. We really listen. (laughs) Or you should. (laughs) Otherwise, you're going to it's going to keep coming for you until you hear that particular message. See, see also the. uh uh, I think it was the tarot CSI episode <laughs> with the yes. stalker cards. It's just like, what the hell? It's just like, that's the reason why stalker cards or repeating cards show up because maybe you haven't heard the message the first fucking time. <laughs> but I like Jamie's homework. Um, 
and I can't remember exactly how you worded it, but um, I think it was something about like looking at the particular readings that you've been doing and seeing Uh, if there's a message in there for you. Like if you happen to be a reader that reads for other people, um, start to take notice about, you know, certain cards that may come up, certain messages that may be applicable to you. Um, And this is a very... Again, it's a very subtle art. It's a very gray area kind of thing because it's just like, how will I know? Because you don't want to mm-hmm. push it. You don't want to f- like find a message for you in every single damn reading that you're giving because that's not going to happen. That's not going to yeah. be the case. Not every reading is going to be for you. Well, and if you, not if every you start part of that, a reading is going to be. Yeah, if <laughs> you, you start doing that, you're not going to, you're doing your client a disservice. You know, focus on the yeah. client first and then, you know, Try this homework of recording these messages, but at some point you're going to, it's going to hit. You're going to be like, oh, is this what they were talking about? Is this that moment where, you know, they're this, you know, Susie Q's reading is now mine and then just partially mine or partially yours. (laughs) Yeah. And make a note of it and, and write some stuff down and, you know, record it or, you know, just chew on this episode and see if parts of this episode are for you or for not oh look see what i did there (laughs) but occasionally the cards are going to come for you um and you know try to try to not be afraid of that when it happens because this is i think i think that uh is a natural progression of your journey as a tarot reader totally agree so thanks for joining us on this wonderful adventure. We had of- on a lot of topics there, but mm-hmm. mostly the episode yeah. <laughs> is about. Oh, and I, I'm when still the tarot loving comes for you. <laughs> every time now that you know, I think about tarot coming for somebody. It's going to be this horror critter tarot anthropomorphic deck. You know, with you know, gra- with with teeth and claws <laughs> coming for Hillary. Every time she said that, I just have this image in my head. So. I hope you all have fun. Do homework. And if you have any other questions, please send them in. We, I mean, it may take us a while on occasion because sometimes some of our questions really do necessitate the three of us together. But if there's stuff you want, like, you know, me to answer or Hillary or the two of us or any combination, feel free to, you know, and and you feel, feel free, feel free to direct it. It's just like, I feel like this podcast is turning into a very long panel where it's just like this message is for the entire panel. This question's for the entire panel or this question is for Hillary or Jamie or Melissa, <laughs> but you, know, you guys can weigh on it too. I like I, that. I like, that. <laughs> I like it. You know, and, and the fact that we're all fire signs, we're all going to try and hog the mic because that's who we are. No, no, we don't. It, but yeah. Fire signs. thank you so much for joining us uh, at cardslingers coast to coast you can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com and please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com we'll see you next time